Hello everybody, this is an original song I wrote not, not long ago. Oh, hi, I'm Josh Lacash, and this is Wrong Opinion, and that was John Hinckley Jr. You may have heard of him. He's not a famous musician, though. He's not, you know, like the beginning of that song sounded like uh, the beginning of a Johnny Cash song, but that's John Hinckley Jr., which in another lifetime or in an alternate universe, or an alternate reality, he would have been maybe a famous musician because he's kind of talented, but his whole life was kind of taken away because he, uh, in the early 80s, you may have heard of this politician. His name was Ronald Reagan. And Ronald Reagan was this popular guy. He was very popular. And John Hinckley Jr. figured, hey, I need to get the attention of a young female actress who's also famous and popular because I'm in love with her. What's the best way to do it? I'm going to try to kill... This really popular guy who also happens to be the president of the United States. And uh, and then I'll get her attention. Now, it's slightly crazier than Van Gogh cutting off his ear to give it to a woman, I think. But, you know, throughout history, men do crazy things in, in the name of love, you know? And uh, in the majesty of love, I guess that's the name of the song. I'm not sure because it's just titled uh, John Hinckley junior original song on his youtube channel which i suggest you subscribe to it only has about 6666 subscribers so um you know that guy that guy seems interesting and i don't think he's actually allowed to go on podcasts or give interviews or anything like that but i i'm still trying i, I would love to have him on so i i commented on all his videos Hi, John. I'd love to have you on my podcast, Wrong Opinion. Please contact me at your convenience. I'll pay you for your time. All the best, Josh Lakach. So I uh, I, def I definitely would pay him. I think that would be an interesting interview. It's kind of like if you got the Unabomber. Um, these these people who do these kinds of crazy things are, are high IQ for sure. Like, I don't think he's very – I don't think he's a stupid guy. I just think he's a crazy guy who was in love and young and dumb, you know? He just took it a step further. Um, so hopefully we can get him on this show. And, uh, you know, other than that, I, I didn't do a podcast. I usually do them now Tuesday and Thursday. And then Saturday, I'll do the one on Censored TV live. And I didn't do one yesterday because I don't care about this Fauci thing. I think it's a non-story. And it's almost it's almost like um, a distraction. Like the media is now talking about his emails and it was it wasn't leaked it was released through the freedom of information act it, it was a request done by a buzzfeed journalist oxymoron but yeah it was done by a buzzfeed journalist it's okay it reveals he's been a hypocrite and and he's been two-faced and he said one thing and, and meant the other thing yeah we've seen video clips of him saying that 
we didn't need to go into his emails to confirm what he said on interviews. So to me, that was a non-story that conservatives took the bait on. It's it's really not a big deal. Oh, he colluded with Facebook. Yeah, we know that. We know Facebook was working with the CDC and working with the United States government in order to silence people in the name of the truth and in or, in the name of science or whatever. Like, this is a non-story to me. Actually, before I get to that, I, I do have another piece of personal news. I made a TikTok account. I know that's cringe, but sometimes you got to do cringe things in order to help promote this show, which I put a lot of work into. And I feel like I say enough things on this show that would just be good on TikTok or whatever, and I'll just throw it up there, and hopefully it'll bring more more people onto this Patreon. So I figured, okay, yeah, I, I can do that. I can do a TikTok. So I made my first TikTok. It didn't go over very well. This was it. Are you gay? No, I wasn't molested as a kid. That was a quick five, six second TikTok. Very straight to the point. Very simple. And it got banned right away. Not my account, but that video immediately got flagged and, and deleted by TikTok because of hate speech. I said that very lovingly. It wasn't hateful. Like there was no hate in in my tone. There was no hate in, in my body, in my mind. How could you know what I'm thinking? It was not hate. I was not being hateful. I was pointing out uh, an obvious, you know, people who, who care about science should care about the fact that most people who are gay were molested as kids by other gay people. Hence, gay people groom kids. And that was what I was talking about on the whole uh, gay episode on Tuesday. That's just the whole pride thing has been exposed as a, a, a big mechanism, a big machine to groom kids. And they're not hiding it anymore. So I thought that was a good TikTok. And I, I said it very lovingly. Maybe maybe the tone was um, a little hateful and I just couldn't catch it. So next time I do a video like that on TikTok, I'll just say it as lovingly as possible. Like I'm going to have to imagine talking to my son or something. And, and and that will be very, very loving. So I guess it's the tone. I guess when you get censored, it's kind of like, it's not really censorship. It's like if you're an actor on a movie and the director just says, no, 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 you you shouldn't say it like this. Maybe say it like this. And, and it's not really censorship. So, you know, and I know TikTok is owned by China. Like, I don't care about getting big on TikTok. I don't care about getting big anywhere. I want to make enough money where this can support my family comfortably. And that's it. Like, I, I don't care about being famous. That's a pretty gay thing. Hence, people like Milo, who will always be gay, um, that they like the attention. I don't, I actually like being under the radar. Like, Patreon, I haven't even received a flag from Patreon. I don't think they know I exist, and I'm doing very well on there. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? I will continue making them. If you want to follow me there, it's at Josh Lakach, how it is everywhere else, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and on Twitter, and on Instagram. Also, I think I think I might make this episode free, just because it's, um, it's not like the things I'm going to cover are old news. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I'm burnt out this week from, from like the Fauci thing really engulfed everything. It's, it's such a non story. Am I missing something? But I, I don't think the Fauci thing is, is a real story. 
I just don't think it's a real story. Like this video is from 2017 and people, you know, what's funny is that when, when these videos, which have been around on the internet this whole time, when people, when people find them and they dig it up and they go bombshell, bombshell video, 2017, it's not a bombshell. It's not break or they go breaking news. This is not breaking news. So this is him right before Trump took office or right as Trump was taking office. And uh, it's him pretty much telling you what was going to happen. I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why history, the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges that their predecessors were faced with. I mean, how could you possibly know that unless you, you know, knew about the Wuhan lab and maybe what was to come? This was China's plan all along. I mean, if you think this was an accident, then you've been living under a rock and you're just dumb. It was no accident, especially with how China was gloating after. It was no accident. And, uh, you know, in order for, for someone like Fauci and Bill Gates and all these people to push for lockdowns and push for certain things that they were, weren't for in the beginning, they, they had to have been directed to do that. And it wasn't just for the hatred of Trump. It was for the hatred of this country. And we did everything to a T what China wanted us to do. So, yeah, I, I, like, I don't think this is a story. Nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, this is what I wrote in my, in my notes. Nothing will wake up your friends. So it's not like this is such a major story that all of your liberal friends who you've been waiting to red pill and wake up uh, you were waiting for a big story to break, and, and, and you thought this was it. Like, I saw a lot of my, my friends on Instagram who live in L.A. and are conservative and are, are kind of being more vocal about it because they're fed up. They were posting about the Fauci emails. They were posting about all these things on their story. And, and their whole tactic is, look how hypocritical these people are. That's not going to win any hearts and minds. I think for liberals to wake up, for your liberal friends to wake up, their lives need to be ruined. And I'm not saying you have to go ruin your friends' lives. It's the system that will eventually ruin their lives, whether it's the repercussions from getting a, a vaccine and you being a guinea pig of that vaccine, or it's their businesses getting closed or getting fired from their job because they're, they can't, they can't uh, afford them anymore. Or uh, having to pick up and, and leave and move. They, there needs to be a drastic thing to happen to them. Everyone's in their bubble. Like I was thinking about this, and I've, I've maybe mentioned this on this podcast before, but Elon Musk is not an innovator. He's, he, to me, he's not the most impressive person. What he is good at is, is exploiting the system. So the system says, oh, we're going 
we're going to reward people for companies for doing green things, green initiatives. And the debate really should be, is Tesla green in reality or not? It's not. But Elon Musk was very good at exploiting the system. So an, an, an innovator would have been, uh, we don't need cars anymore. We could make a sophisticated subway system like they have in Japan, uh, bring back trains and get rid of Amtrak and just and, and redo the whole train system and get rid of cars. And uh, so it'd be trains, subway systems and uh, and trolleys like how they had in, in San, Francis San Francisco and return to tradition. But Elon Musk didn't do that. He just said, OK, we're going to mine lithium in really poor countries. And mining lithium is really bad for the environment. So we're going to do all these things. And uh, and it's not going to really innovate anything. It's not going to even be green. So uh, why am I talking about this? I'm going on a tangent. In a, in a... Oh, yeah, like nothing will uh, – we're in a bubble. Nothing will wake up your friends. So, so the bubble, driving around in LA and seeing people in their Teslas and thinking that they're doing such an, ama uh, an amazing thing for the environment – uh, it's easy to think that when you're not seeing the, the, the mining of lithium, when you're not seeing the repercussions of that, which you do see that in China and you do see that in certain parts of Africa, you do see the shithole that, that people live if you're there. But if you're here, you, uh, the only shithole you see is whatever BLM and Antifa are doing and whatever horrible job Gavin Newsom's doing with regards to the homeless problem, but if you're really wealthy and you can afford a Tesla, you're in Beverly Hills, you're in the nicer areas. So far, it's not affecting you, but it is creeping up to your area. So eventually you will see it, but right now you're not seeing it. You're driving around in your Tesla in a bubble. Uh, you're not helping anything. You're not helping the environment. You're just driving a good computer. That's all Tesla is. It's a software company. They make good software and that's basically it. The car is fine. But it looks plain. It looks like a, a a Ford Focus. It doesn't look nice. It's not a cool looking car. Go back a hundred years and see what cars looked like. Those were cool. Rules and regulations didn't stipulate what they can and can't look like, which they do now. So it's kind of impossible to make things look cool. That's my whole point. Uh, this is not a story. This is a non-story. Like, oh, um, someone emailed him thanking him for. Uh, saying that this was not lab created, this was not created in a lab. Oh, an email of him writing to someone saying that masks don't work. Um, like this stuff is, is whatever. This is, to me, this is, we all knew this. My whole point is, is, is if you've been paying attention for the past year, then this is not a news story. And if you haven't been paying attention for the past year, and all you've been paying attention to is MSNBC, CBS, CNN, NBC, all of these companies, um, and that's where your frame of reference was from and formed, then this wouldn't do anything for you. you. Your answer, if you're that liberal person, would be, well, science changes. We, we didn't know a year ago that masks would be effective, even though they're not. But you're not going to be able to convince that person that masks are ineffective unless that person gets something taken away, unless that person gets a, a, an infection or gets pneumonia from wearing a mask because they're dirty and it's on your face all day long. So to me, this is not a story. That's why I didn't do a podcast yesterday. I, I really had to think about this. And I had a bunch of things saved like, oh, do you see Fauci's a hypocrite? Yeah, but like we knew that. 
we knew that. We saw interviews from him a year ago saying that masks don't work, and then now that masks work, and it's not theatrics. It's not like this was hidden. It's not like this was just in emails, and this was not leaked. It was it was obtained through the Freedom of Information Act. So it's this is not leaked. It's not the same thing as the Hunter Biden thing or the Hillary Clinton thing or the what's it called called the the Anthony Weiner thing. It's not the same as that. It's completely different, and this is not going to convince anyone. And that's why by now, Friday, the story is over. So I'm actually glad I waited because if I dedicated a whole podcast to this Fauci thing, it would have just been whatever. And I and I would have it would have been pretty reactionary of me. Like, oh, I got to talk about this because, you know, they're talking about it and other people who I admire in the media are talking about it. But I'm glad I waited. I don't think it's a story. I think shit like this is way more interesting. The fact that a few days ago, the Washington Post said analysis, the pandemic is getting worse, even when it seems like it's getting better. Like what the media, the the media clearly crafting a narrative and sticking to it is the story to me. You know, California is going to start opening up in the next few weeks because Gavin Newsom really doesn't want to leave office. So he kind of feels like he has to and he has to go against what the Biden administration wants him to do. Um, And yet they're doubling down like the media is doubling down with that shit. Or or this one, thousands of emails from and to Dr. Fauci reveal the weight that came with his role as as a rare source of frank honesty with the Trump administration's COVID-19 task force. Like China or North Korea would blush at that at that headline and be like, that's a little too much. That's a little too on the nose. You got to be a little bit more subtle than that. So they can't help themselves. Like the media can't help themselves with regards to that kind of stuff. Moving on, because I'm done with the Fauci thing, and that's kind of what I had to say about it, unless I'm missing something. If I'm missing something and I just completely missed the, the target on this one, write it in the comments. Tell me I'm wrong and tell me why I'm wrong. But I don't think this is a story. I don't think it's going to convince anyone because we're woke. We're woke on this. We're woke on the COVID thing. Will this wake up your your liberal friend? Probably not. No. Moving on. I posed a question last podcast and then I wrote it on Telegram with regards to the fake Tulsa massacre. I know it really happened, but not how they said it happened. So I said, I haven't gotten a straight answer about the Tulsa massacre from 100 years ago which was so bad that race-baiting activists just started talking about this about it this year. What happened on that day? What led to the riots? So someone responded, and it seems to be true. White girl me too a black guy. Black guy got arrested. Blacks protested outside of jail for black guy's release, afraid white guys would lynch him. Whites counter-protested. Blacks shot whites. Whites burnt down Black Wall Street. Everyone moved on 100 years Later, some HBO exec made a superhero show about it, which was Watchmen. That's when I first heard about this, by the way. A hundred years later, the body count will be in the millions. So that means in a in a hundred years from now, the body count will be in the millions. But Joe Biden had something to say about this, and mm-mm-mm. and um, obviously it was wrong. I mean, the statement is so stupid that it would be. It, it it would waste so much time on this podcast to to go through every point of it 
But if you really think that white supremacy is the biggest threat to this country, then you're just not paying attention. But there are there are people who believe this. It's it's the same people who believe COVID is still a threat. You need to wear a mask. You need to get a vaccine or else you're a Nazi. Um, so I guess this works on some people. But this is what Biden had to say on the Tulsa massacre, which, you know, finally a president spoke about it because it was such a bad, a bad uh, occurrence. The joint session of Congress, according to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al Qaeda, white supremacists. Yeah, I mean, do we need statistics to back that up? No. Should we just take Biden's word for it? Yes, that's it. What about MS-13? Um, I mean, there's many, many things. I, I. I mean, even BLM is more dangerous. If you just look at the numbers, the amount of people who have died at the hands of a BLM rally, uh, rally, riot, it's in a year, I think it was 30 something people who died because of it. And I don't think white supremacy has killed that many people. I should be afraid of white supremacists. I'm a Jew and I'm not because it's not real. It's not a thing. I kind of wish people had more pride, more white pride, but that's. That's a thing of the past. You know, we can only be proud to be black or Asian or, you know, pretty much everything but white. You can't be proud to be white. You got to, you got to, um, what's it called when you hit yourself, flagellate yourself? Yeah, you got to do that. Repent. Repent for your sins of being white. So that's a complete lie. And uh, also, I guess this is like the Biden news segment. And, and you know what's funny is that the media, under Trump, they were very vigilant. You know, they took their jobs very seriously. They took the, you know, they they really, really put him through the ringer with regards to uh, Russia collusion or Ukraine collusion or whatever collusion. And, uh, and it was years and years and years of this. But now we're in the Chaco Chaco Chip era of media and journalism. And uh, all they can really ask him is uh, about his cat. What's going on with the cat, the White House cat? Jill Biden's birthday, she's 70 now. I shouldn't even know that, but I do because of the media. And what flavor ice cream did he get? Or or he drove a, an electric car, a truck, and he went 80 miles an hour, and people were amazed by that. That's, that's the media now, the Choco Choco Chip era we're living in. So this was a few days ago, and... We're our our uh, private our private sector is now getting hacked. Like every week, they're getting hacked. To, you know, it was the pipeline thing. Now it was a meatpacking plant company that's getting hacked. And in the media, the media asked a legitimate question. That that one person asked a legitimate question at the White House briefing, and Jen Psaki had a had a really good response. So someone tweeted. After NBC's Peter Alexander pressed Jen Psaki on why have we seen two massive cyber attacks on a gas pipeline and now meatpacking and now meatpacking since Biden took office, Fox's Peter Ducey gives it a shot and wonders why these things are happening now. Psaki blames the corporations for getting hacked. So that's a good response. Let's watch the video, though. On the GBS hack, these hackers based in Russia have disrupted American gas supplies and American meat supplies. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that these ransomware 
attacks have been rising since President Biden took office? Well, first, I would say these are private sector entities uh, who have a responsibility to put in place measures to protect their own cybersecurity. As it relates to why criminal actors are taking actions against private sector entities, I don't think I'm the right one to speak to that. So total coincidence. I think you could certainly go track down those uh, cyber criminals in Russia and have a, a good chat with them. Okay. If you have any leads, we'll take that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the answer you're getting from the representative of the president uh, to ask the hackers why are they doing that? You know what we should do every time there's a bank robbery? First of all, the government, the police shouldn't do their job and track down the people who robbed a bank. But if we ever, you know, catch up to the bank robbers, we should ask them, why are they doing that? Why are you doing this? Why are you stealing from the bank? Those are, that's people's money. Why are you doing this? What's the point of having a government if uh, if your answer is it's the private sector's job, you should ask them, why are they getting robbed? Why are they getting targeted? It has nothing to do with us. We're just the government. What's the point of a government? What's the point of paying taxes? What's the point of the intelligence community? If if the answer is that, I guess, it, it, according to them, the intelligence community is only for protecting the government or government entities. Not the private sector. I guess the FBI might be too busy with the with the Bubba Wallace thing, with the NASCAR pulley thing, you know, the noose. Or every time there's a shooting, a major shooting, and they were in contact with the shooter a month before. I guess they're too busy with that. I guess they're too busy MK Ultraing people. You know, they, they have they have a bunch of shootings to plan. They have a bunch of school shooters to program. You know, because now that schools are opening up, the FBI is too busy programming new shooters. We got to get the new shooter in. People are clamoring for the new shooter. You know, the shooter of 2019, 2020, that's so passe. We need the new version of that. It's fashion, guys. And the FBI is busy. They're busy creating the next new shooter. So I guess that's why we're not really focusing on these hackings it has nothing to do with the government move on stop asking questions why are you asking me questions i'm just the press secretary <laughs> why are you asking me questions i know it's my job but it's friday come on i'm already checked out biden's asleep he he, he went betty by we we can't talk about these things he's sleeping upstairs you're gonna wake him up so that's the media. We're in the Choco Choco Chip era of the media. And uh, <laughs> this was great. This is what I was talking about. Jill Biden marks 70th birthday with bike ride. I mean, did they do anything like this for, for Melania? They hated her. They really hated her. But, you know, ABC News wrote, Happy birthday, First Lady. Jill Biden marked her 70th birthday with a pleasant bike ride in Delaware as excited onlookers gathered to cheer on the first couple. I guarantee you these were plants. I guarantee you these were people uh, within the administration or close to the administration. I can't fathom anyone waiting outside to get a glimpse of a guy with dementia and uh, a child molester. He's a molester. We know it. We've seen videos uh, on a bike ride with his wife, who Actually, he married her because he was cheating on his wife with her and whatever. You know the whole thing. You know the thing. 
So let's watch this video of the media cooing and eyeing the Choco Choco Chip era media on, uh, about him on a bike. All right, all right. You're going to say, Josh, that wasn't the media. Those were just onlookers. Those were just people. And they were a little starstruck. I get it. I get it. I mean, again, I, I don't get being starstruck over Joe Biden. I get it maybe for Obama. Like, I get that. I get why people even still like him, even though he was a piece of shit. But uh, this was the media. This is a different angle. This is the media. And you're going to see the boom mics. And they get to ask a question, or they at least attempt to. What did you get the first lady for her birthday? What did you get her for her birthday? What did you get her for her birthday? That's a hard-hitting question. Now, I know you can't ask about Israel or Palestine or the hackings or anything like that because they're going by so fast on the bike. But, I mean, have, have some self-respect. Just don't say anything. Just get the footage, just film it, and that's it. But you're going to ask him that like he's going to pull over and say, oh, I got her a thing from blah, blah, blah. don't tell her it's a secret. He's not going to pull over. You're just debasing yourself for no reason because you're all pussies. The Choco Choco Chip era media. Now, I got to talk about a, a, another former vice pres president because, you know, he's a former vice president and uh, I still don't think he's really the president. But that's that's a you know, that's my own problem. That's my own issue. Uh, I got to talk about. Mike Pence. And Mike Pence is a snake. Mike Pence is a snake. He doesn't have backbone. He is kind of the problem with conservatives. Very serious guy. He looks like he's in charge, but he's a pussy. It's as simple as that. That's how conservatives are. They have a backbone until they don't. They don't have they have a backbone until it, it, it uh you need one the most. The the time you need it the most. And January 6th is a good example. He he threw Trump under the bus and and so on. And uh, this, is, he, this is him yesterday at this conference, I think in New Hampshire, for the GOP. And uh, he will never be president. He, I mean, to think that you're going you're gonna to become the president for throwing Trump under the bus when he's the most popular politician in this country right now, you're fooling yourself. So this is what he had to say at this conference, and he's a snake. January 6th was a dark day in the history of the United States Capitol. But thanks to the swift action of the Capitol Police and federal law enforcement, violence was quelled. The Capitol was secured. And that same day, we reconvened the Congress and did our duty under the Constitution and the laws of the United States. Yes, uh, certifying a fraudulent election, which you know was fraudulent. You're not going to win anyone over. On, that, on our side with that kind of weak, weak uh, constitution. So also, he said that violence was quelled. The Capitol Police did their job. The Capitol Police are the ones who let people into the building. And most people were very respectful of the space. Most people didn't do anything 
it was just a few people and a lot and, and what we've seen with the evidence that has come out since then is most people who did the damage were antifa were the antifa and blm type who went undercover as trump as trumpers james sullivan google james sullivan he uh he got in trouble for selling footage but he was antifa he sold uh footage for like fifty thousand dollars or something and he in and, and a lot of people like him were instigating the destruction of property but only one person died that day. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. The Capitol Police, they didn't die. They, those were natural causes. Some of them, one or two of them had a stroke later on in the evening. And that's because they were fat. Um, but, but the only person who died that day was Ashley Babbitt. And Mike Pence hasn't said anything about her. I don't even think Trump has said anything about her. Because Trump is a pussy sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. And... Um, this dude's a snake. You know, President Trump and I have spoken many times since we left office. And I don't know if we'll ever see eye to eye on that day. But I will always be proud of what we accomplished for the American people over the last four years. And I will not allow Democrats or their allies in the media to use one tragic day to discredit the aspirations of millions of Americans. Yeah, you kind of did. You certified the election, so you kind of did. You already did that. You are weak. It's kind of like today there was um that dude, Matt Walsh, who works at the Daily Wire. I think it's the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's company. And uh, to own the libs... He made a GoFundMe for AOC's grandmother who was living in squalor while AOC just bought a new Tesla, you know, to show that they're hypocrites. Uh, you're, you're taking money from conservatives for a GoFundMe for her grandmother, which she'll never get that money. I don't know who will, but she won't to own the libs. This is it's not very persuasive, guys. You're um, it's kind of like if if, you know, in a year from now and I tweeted this. Someone like Matt Walsh will um, groom his child to be trans to show liberals how harmful it is for children to be trans or how harmful it is for anyone to be trans. But grooming is very harmful. And I'm going to prove it to you by grooming my own child, you know, to own the libs. Big brain, big brain stuff over here. The, the Half of the movement or maybe more than half of the movement is so weak, so weak and so... um unimaginative like that's not how you own the libs guys sorry uh i don't know it's it's embarrassing sometimes to be on the same side as as those people but um we gotta move on oh actually no with regards to the to the riots the fake riots the insurrection on january 6th why is no one talking about why are no politicians talking about the fact that the people who've been arrested for walking around a building on January 6th are still rotting in prison. They haven't been bailed out or anything and are facing 20 years in prison for trespassing. That is fucking crazy. This shit is stuff that happens in Russia or in North Korea or China, not the United States. 
This is some Leviathan type of shit. Watch that movie. It's a Russian movie. It's really good. And you'll know what I'm talking about. Trump supporter who took selfie in Senate chamber on January 6th pled guilty, faces 20 years in prison. I mean, th- th- this is this is like, where, wh- why didn't Mike Pence say anything about this? This is absolutely insane. I have nothing else to add, but 20 years in prison for trespassing is, um, this is some communist country type of shit. You don't see, you, this is, you, you know, they're going after conservatives now that the Bidens are, the Biden administration is in office. They're going after conservatives for things that happened four years ago. Google Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn is facing prison time for putting a meme before the election in 2016 that said, if you text this number, you you can vote for Hillary Clinton. It, it was clearly in jest. It was clearly a joke. And he's facing prison or he is in prison. I don't I don't know if it went to trial yet, but he's facing major prison time because the the DOJ is so completely vindictive that they're punishing small fry people for Trump's win in 2016. And they're doing the same thing right now with this. They're using this as an example. So it's it's disgusting what's happening right now. And, you know, no one's really even talking about it. But also, um, I, like, this story I really don't understand. I spoke about this on Tuesday where Maggie Haberman of the New York Times said that Trump is telling everyone that he's staying in office. And, or no, he's going back in office in August. So this guy Charles C. W. Cook, who works at uh, the who, who writes for the National Review, so a conservative, a neocon, a neocon, not an American first conservative, uh, wrote an article which I'm not going to go through it because I read it and it has no information. It's all opinion. It's all opinion. There's no proof of anything, and I don't understand what the fear is. Are they trying to set Trump up to try to throw him in prison or something? Because I can't, I don't think they really believe this. So he tweeted, and the article, this is what the article was about. He wrote, Maggie Haberman is right. Donald Trump really does believe that he is going to be reinstated as president alongside former senators Purdue and McSally. This isn't fake news or the product of garbled telegram. I can attest to it myself. So I thought, oh, he's going to have proof. He can attest to it himself. So I read the article and no, he was just saying she's right. And Trump is really saying this. Okay, that's hearsay. I want to know how you know this. I want to know who your sources are. I want to know if you heard it straight from his mouth. He didn't say any of that. So he's just saying, no, she's right. And Trump really thinks this. Okay, cool. Now, again, I wish this happened. I don't think it will. Uh, 99.99999% of me doesn't think it's going to happen, but there are things happening right now with the audits. Mike Lindell is spending millions of dollars. I know this for a fact that Mike Lindell is spending millions of dollars right now to, to undo all of this, these things. And he really, he also believes Trump will be back in office in August, 2021. So in a few months, but The reason why I don't really think this is true, I don't think Trump is saying this, is because if you really had a a plan like that, which has never been done in the history of this country, you wouldn't be telling it to anyone. You wouldn't be you you would keep that close to your heart. And it's like you don't reveal you don't when you're playing poker, you're not holding your cards 
um, where it, it, you're revealing your cards and you're just showing everyone around you what cards you have and you're looking at the back of them. No, uh, you wouldn't do that. So I can't imagine he would be he'd do anything like that. Or maybe he is telling people that to throw them off something else. Who the fuck knows? But that's kind of what the media is doing now. It's the Choco Choco Chip media where they ask the Biden people softball questions. They accept non-answers also. And then they double down on their conspiracies, which they've been peddling for four or five years with regards to Trump. The Ukraine thing, the Russia thing, those were all conspiracies, unfounded, stupid conspiracies, never amounted to anything. And they're, they're doing it again. Trump might just be fucking with them because it's funny. Like that, that is actually something I would do. <laughs> I would, that's something I would do because it's just funny. I don't think he's really going back in office, coming back in August 2021. Don't think it's happen, happening at all. So moving across the border, I don't have a lot of COVID shit. I guess, I guess the thing with the Fauci thing was that it sucked up all the COVID stuff this week. And uh, there wasn't much on that towards the mid to end of the week. But um, Justin Trudeau, who is the Barack Obama version of Canada, he he got elected because women think he's cute or something. He's one of the dumbest people in politics in the whole world. No one respects him. He's an idiot. Uh, He was gushing over getting the shot. He um, he was really excited to receive his covid communion. And he just had to go on Entertainment Tonight Canada to just tell people how much it felt, how good it felt. Now, when I posted this video, a bunch of Canadians reached out to me and said um, he didn't even really get the vaccine. That was that was all fake. And uh, I I don't know what the where the proof of that is, so I'm not sure. But the way he's even talking about it seems like he's just lying. But this is the 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 cringiest, gayest thing. I've heard him say in a long time, and most of everything he says is gay and cringe. Oh, it's amazing because we were talking about how important it was for everyone to get vaccinated and what a big deal it was to get vaccinated. So I thought that was all built in already. But getting that shot really was an amazing feeling. It it, it hits you. Did you cry? I I cry at, you know, I cry at movies. I didn't cry at the, at the, at the shot, but you know, it was a moment where, where you realize, okay, this is it. And it wasn't so much because I felt that I'm at high risk because we're being careful and I'm healthy and I'm Mm -hmm. young and all that. But at the same time, it's knowing that each of us doing our part is getting through this because we don't get through this unless you know the vast majority of the population gets that first shot and then a few months later gets that second shot that's how we get through it and it's something that everyone can do and we're just seeing canadians come out in such strong numbers all across the country to say yeah i want this covid thing to end i want to get back to normal and the way to do that is to make sure everyone even that crusty old uncle who resists or that friend who's skeptical, encourage them, convince them, uh, tell them that they need to get to get vaccinated because this is how we get through it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Yeah. Oh, I got water on my shirt whatever. Um, you know who he reminds me of? The the guy in every party that whips out a guitar and, and plays a song he just invented on the spot. He just came up with it and, and girls are cooing and awing over a cheesy, cheesy song. The guy is very cheesy. And I I actually, I mean, just watching that, I don't really believe he got the shot. 
it's just bizarre behavior to be that ecstatic over something that's like brushing your teeth. You guys got to really brush your teeth. It's amazing. The feeling you get from it is amazing. Okay, so you've never brushed your teeth. It, it's fine. Like, brushing your teeth is great. But, you know, is it the most amazing thing ever? No. So, I don't actually, I, I based on that performance, don't think he really got it. That, that kind of behavior is very weird. You should look at that and just kind of be like, yeah, I don't trust you. So, someone else I don't trust are the Obamas, who basically own Netflix. They are, most content released on Netflix now is is the Obamas. They executive produce many, many, many shows, many movies, and so on. And uh, they inked a huge deal. When he left the, the office, he inked a huge deal with Netflix. So they, they have a big stake in it. So uh, this is a trailer to one of their new shows, which is like the Schoolhouse Rock cartoon from the 70s. So I wrote on Telegram, the Obamas team up with Netflix again with We the People, which they are calling Schoolhouse Rock for a New Generation. It looks terrible. Uh, who do, Yeah, it, like my, one of my questions is when I watch this trailer is who does this work on? Who is this for? Is anyone going to watch this? Which brings to mind, like who is, and I wrote, who is the target audience? So Netflix is a bubble. You know, when you have network TV before streaming and all that, shows had to be popular. Clearly, clearly popular. There had to be winners and losers. Ratings were there. They were public information. It was always posted what was winning, what was losing, what was going to be renewed and what was going to be canceled. With regards to Netflix, it's it's all behind the scenes. They used to have a rating system, the thumbs up, thumbs down. They took that out ever since Amy Schumer got harassed by trolls. That's their excuse. So they got rid of the rating system uh, so that there's not even that anymore. You don't really know what's a success. You have to take their word for it. What's a success? What's a failure? And all they need really is a few successes because most of what they release is is a failure. Most of what they release, no one watches, no one cares about. But uh, what they use the company for is, is um, a propaganda machine. That's what they do. They have big, they have hits like like Extraction, that Chris Hemsworth movie, even Army of the Dead, which, which was terrible, Stranger Things. They have a few hits throughout the year. And, and, and that the company really survives based off of the fact that you're, m- many people subscribe and, and they kind of forgot that they're subscribed to Netflix. They're just paying for it passively. They don't even realize it. Uh, so they have a shit ton of subscribers, but most of the content they release is woke. It's propaganda. So obviously teaming up with the Obamas was a was a major plus for them because that's kind of what their business model is. It's let's put out as much propaganda as possible and and uh and that's it. But what's the point of propaganda if people aren't watching? Like I can't imagine anyone watching this. This is the trailer. Can I make a difference if I don't even know how? Pay attention so I know my rights. Education's gonna change the cycle. I am an American citizen. This ain't just a place. You see, that's about diversity. 
Americans are really just people from all over the world coming here. That's what it is. That's this is the civics remix they're talking about. I like how the the part of uh, intersectionality and part of inclusion and diversity and inclu- inclusion meaning they include everyone is uh, it's not just race or even sexuality. It's also disabilities. Like just because shows aren't showing people in a wheelchair, uh, that that means that that is um is hateful. You have to acknowledge that those people exist, even though they're a really small group of people who, uh, they weren't even most of them weren't even born that way. Like they got in a car accident and they're in a wheelchair. Okay, so now we have to include them in everything. Cool, got it. We got to include everyone. There's a billboard by my house, or there's various billboards by my house, which is like a swimsuit line or something. And they put, uh, they put a woman who just gave birth, and I you know that because in the billboard she's breastfeeding. To include her, you got to include all kinds of everyone. So you got to include her, but that's just women. Like I guess that's that's rare in the minds of these people now. A woman giving birth and having a baby because most of them are just getting them aborted or it's frowned upon, and it's not really a popular thing to pay attention to the one thing women are supposed to be doing. Uh, but, you know, they they included that person in a billboard, you know? Really, 30 years ago, that would have just been a woman. They didn't even need to show a baby. You would just assume, oh, that woman's slightly older. She probably has kids. But no, they put them in billboards now. Or in the same campaign, they put a woman who has a horrible skin condition and she's overweight. And the skin t- the skin condition is she looks like a cow. Again, not because she's overweight, which she is, but because she has spots all over her, black spots all over her. So we got to put people with not only disabilities or whatever, but horrible, horrible skin conditions. And uh, we really don't revere beauty anymore. I I miss looking at billboards or looking at things and seeing pretty people like a magazine cover, a pretty, pretty person. Can we can we go back to just putting pretty people in these sorts of things and, and, and revering beauty? Not just in architecture, not just in art, but in people that we look at. I want to start seeing pretty people again. Not in a weird, perverted way, but, you know. So, yeah, look, a lady in a wheelchair. Cool, I guess. Okay, now let me start to tell y'all all about taxes. How much do you pay? Well, that depends on your bracket. Stay in bed in the same thing. Link up. Me and you. You and me. Link up. You know, what bugs me also is the animation. It's very global homo. It's the same animation that all these corporations are using for their promotional material. It's crudely drawn, really bad renderings of whatever. It's like a, a mishmash of things. It's 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 ugly. It's not good. Like, not nothing about this is good. I guarantee you the messaging is going to be extremely left. I mean, you can clearly see it from the, the trailer. But the animation sucks. The music sucks. Like, all that music is shit. It's garbage. Everything about this is pure garbage. And I can't imagine anyone will watch this. Adults won't watch this. Kids won't watch this. Who the fuck is going to watch this? Why was this even made? 
We don't need to finish. I don't care. There's a new BLM martyr. Stop going to the wait, 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 wait. I, ac I accidentally. Yeah, so there's a new BLM martyr. And uh, his name is Winston Smith, which is the same name as the guy in 1984. So that's cute. Usually, black people have names like Jamaquan, which is one I just made up right now. Not a real name, but that's, I guess, what they do. When the baby is born, they just make up a name on the spot. No idea why. Can anyone tell me why they do that? Why can't you just give a kid a traditional name? At least this guy got Winston Smith. But you know how they say if you have a weird name, you're probably going to end up in prison. You're probably going to have run-ins with the law all the time. This guy got a, a real name, and he still had run-ins with the law because he probably had no dad, and he had no one to look up to, and was probably raised by his grandmother. Not being racist, that's just what happens now with black people. So let's just look at his social media. Perfect time to go rob everybody. That was a year ago. That was uh, April 15th, 2020. May 28th, 2020, we got guns and bulletproof vests too or should be able to get him. Why not rush these fucks and start this war they keep asking for? Fuck justice anyway. Bitch, justice is an eye for an eye. You kill one of mine. We need one of yours. That's justice. Right or wrong, fuck being right because they keep doing us wrong. That was poetry right there. That was beautiful. I couldn't have said that better myself. Uh, he also said that same day, on my way to, to the child support building, gas and lighter in hand. Ha, 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 ha. So uh, he was abandoned as a kid. He abandoned his own kid. And the cycle continues. The circle of life. It's just natural, you guys. So um, this is April 13th, him talking on social media. And... Um, you know, spoiler alert, he was shot by the cops because he pointed a gun at them yesterday. I think yesterday. In Minneapolis. Yeah, I'm going to be quick because you got short attention span. It's Winston, boy. Why you don't need to know my name? But this the plan. Share this and so everybody can hear it because whoever is at these protests in Minnesota... With all these killings, y'all not saying the right shit. Y'all tell the motherfuckers to come with their hands up and, and peacefully assemble. For what? Nah, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck them. Fuck anybody who's peaceful right now. Because when Martin Luther King was here, we had a million motherfuckers marching saying, let's be peaceful. But now y'all still begging for y'all freedom, so I say. So that's, that's where the misguided big brain thinks are. Um, you guys are begging for your freedoms. Yeah, you're all retarded. You have no less freedoms than we all do. We have the same rights. We have the same freedoms. You're just acting stupid. Stupidly, especially with the cops. And you get yourself in trouble and then blame it on a system. Stop acting stupid around cops and you'll be fine. It's as simple as that. So we're hearing it straight from the horse's mouth with this guy. And uh, it's no surprise what he's saying and what he believes because he has had no guidance in his life whatsoever, which then got him killed. I think he got killed. Yeah, he's probably dead. Still shooting y'all down. They must want a war. So go get y'all gasoline at y'all gas station. Stop going to the protests. Go to the gas station. Get y'all gasoline. Go get some dish soap. If you scared, you don't got no gun. You don't need no gun. Go get some dish soap. Go get some glue. Go get some honey, some shit, some bleach, some shit that you can fucking throw at these fucks. 
while the men do what the fuck we gotta do. Cause I'm gonna make these phone calls and we gonna pull up doing what the fuck we gotta do. Ain't nobody finna be keep begging for no justice. Motherfucker about to take their justice. Nobody finna be begging for no country. We about to take our shit back. Funny as fuck. Hey. And I think he's dead. I, di- I didn't even care to look into this one that much because it's just going to keep happening. There's going to be a new martyr every day. Don't care. I don't care. I'll never care. Uh, I mean, imagine caring about George Floyd. Really? That's that's the hill you're going to die on? That's where you're going to put your energy? White girl from Studio City, Los Angeles? That's where you're going to put your your attention to? Your, your time and energy? You have a kid and you're just paying attention to George Floyd? And you're crying over him? Why? All these people are stupid. All these people are dead because it's called suicide by cop. They kill themselves. So, really, you're in the same tier. You're in the same class as this person who completely forgot Winston Smith's name, which is not a hard name to forget. Neither is George Floyd. Neither is Breonna Taylor. Uh, Jamaquan... Whatever would be a hard name to forget, but these people have fairly normal names, and uh, and it's not that hard to remember these names, especially if you're going to put your time and energy to protest it and to light a bonfire in the middle of the road. You should at least remember the name of the person you're protesting, but this person just couldn't. Like, fuck all that shit. Stay here. Show, like, but we're holding space, obviously, for... I'm, I'm not going to lie, I forgot his name, but like... Winston Smith. Winston, Winston Smith, thank can, you. Can I record you? I Go ahead, do your thing. You can hold this. All right, so we're here, you know, showing solidarity for Winston Smith. And uh, I didn't I didn't even know about it. Like, I don't think any, like, fucking media knows about this shit either. So just so y'all know, the person that was shot up in there, his name is Winston Smith. Don't forget that name. Winston Smith. Wait, why was he shot? No, that, that question doesn't matter. Police are racist. We should go light shit on fire because that's what he wanted us to do. That's what Winston Smith wanted us to do. You know, we should respect people's last will and testament. And this guy I just heard of right now, that's what he wanted us to do. So we should go do that. Say his name. Make sure y'all remember this shit because we're going to fight for him just the same fucking way. Say his name and remember that, even though I couldn't do that. You guys should do that. Fight for George Floyd. So pretty much what I'm saying is. What I'm saying is, is your opinion doesn't matter and you're dumb. Why are we listening? Why are we letting dumb people run the show? I mean, dumb people in politics, dumb people in the media, dumb people in entertainment, dumb people on the streets. Why are we letting dumb people run the show? It doesn't make sense. If you have sense, wake the fuck up. Because it's stupid already. And 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 uh oh, summer's approaching. Hopefully the riots start up again because everything's a fucking loop. Um, I got to talk about gay shit for a second because it's gay month and, you know, you got to talk about gay shit. It's gay month. So there's a guide to gender identity terms. And NPR, which is publicly funded, spent some money on this, I guess. I mean, they they uh, paid someone to do this. And so it's public money. Taxes paying for this article. And I guess it's relevant and, and it's money well spent because it's Pride Month. A guide to gender identity terms. Good. Honestly, good, because this shit is confusing. So we got to look at this. Gender identity terms. All right. Issues of equality and acceptance of transgender and non-binary... Oh, my God. It's already already losing me. 
let's just scroll down. Glossary of gender identity terms. So this is a new dictionary. This is the article is basically a dictionary, and we should we should listen to NPR because they it's the wave of the future pronouns. It's the wave of the future. You know, we got a major problem. If you, if you can't look at someone and know what they are, then we have a major problem in society. You look at me and you say, "Oh, that's a guy." So I don't need to put that in my in my bio. I don't need to put my pronouns in my bio or in my name or in my header or anything like that cuz clearly you see me, you know what I am. Even if you can't see me and you're blind or we're talking on the phone, you know what I am. But we have a major problem if more and more people are starting to do this because we don't know what they are. Uh, man, I'm such a bigot. One thing to note, language changes. Oh, cool. That's great. So there are no rules with anything anymore. Some of the terms now in common, in, in common usage are different from those used in the past to describe similar ideas, identities, and experiences. Some people may continue to use terms that are less commonly used now to describe themselves retarded i added that part and some people may use different terms entirely what's important is recognizing and respecting people as individuals i thought respect was supposed to be earned we can't just give it to people so uh jump to pronouns questions and answers all right so now we have definition the definition of things, because the dictionary is very outdated. We have the definition of things. Sex refers to a person's biological status and is typically assigned at birth. Yes, it's assigned. The doctor decides what we are. The doctor sees me. I have a penis, but goes, nope, you're a girl. I assigned you that at birth. You are a girl. Uh, they have that much power, doctors. Usually on the basis of external anatomy, sex is typically categorized as male, female, or intersex. No, it's not. When has a doctor ever said your baby is intersex? Sorry, you don't have a male or female. Your baby is intersex. Sorry, I assigned this at birth. I'm a doctor. You must listen to me. Get the COVID shot. Gender is often defined as a social construct of norms, behaviors, and roles that vary between societies over time. Gender is often categorized as male, female, or non-binary. No, it's not. <laughs> This is new. It was, it's often, it's often categorized as male or female. It's often not categorized as non-binary. Gender identity is one's own internal usage. No, internal sense of self and their gender. Whether that is man, woman, neither, or both. Unlike gender expression, gender identity is not outwardly visible to others. For most people, gender identity aligns with the sex assigned at birth. The American Psychological Association notes, oh, 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 um, that is pseudoscience, by the way. For transgender people, gender identity differs in varying degrees from the sex assigned at birth. Guys, this is very simple shit. I can't believe you're not following me. This is, I mean, why did we even need to write this? This is so simple. I mean, you had to write an article because this is so cumbersome and convoluted and retarded. Gender expression is how a person presents gender outwardly through behavior, clothing, voice, or other perceived uh, characteristics. Society identifies these cues as masculine or feminine, although what is considered masculine or feminine changes over time and varies by culture. No, it doesn't. 
It changes over time, meaning the last 20 years, which is a drop in the bucket in, in all of time. It's nothing. 20 years is a blink of an eye in the history of the world. It's nothing. So, no, it doesn't change over time and vary by culture. Actually, all, con- all, co- all, all cultures up until now, it's been pretty straightforward, regardless of language or custom or anything. Cisgender, or simply cis, is an adjective that describes a person whose gender identity aligns with the sex they were assigned at birth. So cisgender is the rare one, you guys, because everyone's tranny. Everyone's a trans. Everyone's a gender, queer, non-binary, whatever. And if you're cis, we needed to have a definition for you because you're so rare that it's, uh, you know, we got to remind people that even they exist. Even cisgenders exist. Uh, transgender or simply trans or tranny is an adjective used to describe someone whose gender identity differs from a sex. So this is all very convoluted, cumbersome, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, trust me, the article just goes on and on and on and on. And it's uh, completely bonkers and stupid that that is what's being pushed as normal. Normalize insanity is what everyone is saying. But are you still confused? I was reading you the definitions. And a lot of people aren't good at learning things like that. They're visual learners. And they need to hear someone say it. We need to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. And if you're still confused, boy, do I got a good video for you. As you know, the term intersex refers to anyone who doesn't fit into the biological sex categories of male or female, meaning that there's some variation in the hormones, chromosomes, internal reproductive anatomy, or external genitalia. One question that I've gotten a lot is, if an intersex person is non-binary, does that make them cisgender? Let's define the terms. To be cisgender means that you identify as the gender that you were assigned at birth, and to be transgender means that you identify as a gender other than the one that you were assigned at birth. At the end of the day, most intersex people are still assigned a sex at birth, meaning that when they're born, they're still typically assigned either male or female. This typically, but not all the time. It's just typically. Means that intersex people can be cisgender, intersex people can be transgender, intersex people can be non-binary, intersex people can basically have any gender identity that a non-intersex person can have. So no, if an intersex person identifies as non-binary, that doesn't make them cisgender. They would still fall under the transgender umbrella, and still be identifying as a gender other than the one that they were assigned at birth. All right, so do you follow? Because if you don't follow, then you're stupid. Because that was pretty straightforward stuff right there. That was pretty... um, Now I understand. I understand that everyone's insane. (laughs) I understand that we have a major problem because these people are clearly a product of neglect and divorce, and they must do something for attention, and uh, they have no skills. They're not impressive people. They don't know how to do anything. They're not interesting. So they got to fabricate that somehow. They got to get attention somehow. And they'll do it by that. So gays have a whole month. They have a whole month now. And it wasn't about... It was never about gay people, by the way. Uh, And I, I spoke about this on the last episode. It was about grooming kids. And we must stop grooming kids. But um, someone put out another helpful video. So all these things are supposed to make it, it, it. They're meant to help us normal cisgendered people. It's meant to help us stop being bigots. So um, a lot of this is just substitute level tier teaching on TikTok. And we got another one 
who is going to teach us how to talk to kids about kinks and pride and all that. Because we, we must do that or else we hate our kids and we're, we're just going to raise more bigots. So this is another helpful tip. Did you have fun today, kiddo? It was your first pride parade. That's amazing. So these people clearly don't have kids and they never had a childhood because no one talks to their kids like this. But, uh, all right, I, I'm not going to completely, completely th ignore this person. I, I, they might have some good tips. Let's continue. I saw a lot of new things. Did you see anything that you have questions on? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, there was a, a guy in a dog costume, but it was like a leather dog costume. And then there was a zipper over his mouth. And then there was another guy holding that guy on a leash. And the, the guy that was like the dog, he was naked. What was that? Those were different, huh? I don't think you've ever seen anything like that before. No, I never I never saw that. I n I've never seen that in my life before. Um, so are those real dogs? And they, they don't have hair, but their bodies are like people. Are those kind of like the half horses, half men people, centaurs that I saw in that movie Fantasia? Is that is that the same thing as this? Do 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 dragons exist? Because if centaurs exist, but they're in dog form, and then their owners look like them, but they they have a human heads. Um, does that mean that magic is real and dogs and and, and centaurs, but they're dogs? I'm very confused. But, you know, different isn't bad, right? It's actually really important that we have different things. Can you imagine if we only had one flavor of ice cream? That'd be real boring real fast. So those people were... Oh, okay. So it's just it's just, it's just like that. It's just like ice cream. I, I understand that. Different flavors of ice cream or cereal or whatever, that, those are all good things. And it's good to have all these different flavors. And so we need people like that, too. Even if they... They uh they they expose themselves in public and do obscene things in front of little kids. That's all okay because different is good. It doesn't matter what kind of different. It just has to be different, and we all have to be different. And uh, I okay, I, I'm following you. I'm following you. I I understand now. In a type of adult dress up, and just like when you put on your dinosaur costume and that makes you feel good, when they put on those things, it makes them feel really good. You're smarty pants, and you're right, sometimes. It can be about that, but not always. About sex, the, 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 what's it called? The subtitles or whatever on the screen was saying it's about sex. There are details about this that I can't share with you yet, but we can keep having conversations, and I'm never going to lie to you about it. And whether it's about that or not, guess what still applies? Consent, you're right, do you remember? So it says, no matter the age of a kid, we can have healthy conversations about everything they might see at Pride. So I guess even the dog thing, right? Uh, direct the conversation in something adjacent, like, a, like consent to build foundational understanding around healthy relationships. Man, they really overcomplicate things in order to confuse you into submission. What we talked about for consent, let's talk about it more. Yeah, they really want to talk to kids about consent and teach them about consent in order to get consent from them uh, because they're all pedophiles. And it's as simple as that, you guys. There was going to be this uh, There was this abortion thing. I don't really feel like talking about it. This woman who gave a speech, valedictorian, gave a speech at her college. And uh, she was going to give a speech, and then she did a bait and switch, and then it made it about abortion. Eh. Maybe I'll talk about that on Tomorrow's Censored 
episode if I if I feel like it. I don't feel like it right now. Eh, it's whatever. Uh, it's just that's the product of college. That's all I'm gonna say right now about that. But uh, I I do shit on on men uh, on women a lot on this podcast and and lately on gays. But I do gotta shit on on men now because men are as embarrassing as women are nowadays. Men on all sides, by the way, not just left. I mean, the right has their whole crew of people who are just embarrassing. But this dude who I guess is a big YouTuber and he talks about video games or something like that's that's what you're going to do. That's that's what you're going to talk about. Uh, He had a panic attack over nothing. That's how good we have. We have it in this country where you can have a panic attack and be applauded for showing your feelings. Even if it's about something so stupid as forgetting your line on your podcast. I forget all the time. I blank out all the time. And then sometimes I'll, I'll record the podcast. I'll upload. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to say this. I should have said this. And then I move on because it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but this guy uploaded a video of him having a panic attack. And by the way, it's not real. It's This is performance. This is not a real panic attack. Uh, people who do get them. And it's rare. I mean, really, it should be rare, especially if you're a man. It it, it just means you have uh, you can't control your your emotions, and you probably have low testosterone, and uh, th- these things should not phase you if you're a real man. So he tweeted. So I had a panic attack while filming a video today, and I kind of want to share it. I figure maybe some people might not might find it interesting, even if it's embarrassing. I've had panic panic attacks for years, but it's been ages since one happened while filming. I'm all right, by the way. Shit happens. Well, clearly you're all right. You're uploading a fucking video. Uh, Some context. This was like the 15th attempt. When you're tweeting something, you don't need to say like. You know, I say that, and I really try to stamp it out. And it's because you... you, It's kind of like saying, uh, you don't like to have empty space. You don't like to ha- have pauses, awkward pauses. You'd like to fill that void. So you fill it with uh or like or whatever. You, so you don't need to write like this though. Some context. This was like the 15th attempt at the simple straightforward line and in quote, why can't you just fucking do it right? Started going through my head. This doesn't always happen, but it did today. Lack of see- sleep probably didn't help. I'm fine now. And most of the time, pray your hands. I'm fine now. He said, I'm fine now twice. I'm all right, by the way. Up, up uh, uh, In the first tweet, he said that. And then on the bottom, he goes, I'm fine now. Yeah, we know you're fine. You flubbed a line on your video. You're not going to die, you fucking retard. So the video is really, really embarrassing. And I do got to play it for you because the state of man right now, there have always been throughout history weak men. It's not. It's not just now. There have always been weak men. But the, f- the fact of the matter was, was that the strong men uh, were, were the majority. It was, the majority of men were strong, were strong-minded, were, str- were, were, you know, physically fit and tough and all that, and uh, would go to battle and would die for their country and so on and so forth. But, but now people are so fucking weak that the weak outnumber the, the strong. And then they do shit like this that's just completely embarrassing. Why post this video? Keep it to yourself. Now you probably heard that comparison there and you're probably like, really? Are you sure? Because I remember what... Ah, ah, mmm. Fucked it up. Okay. 
So what's happening is it's a performance. He is working himself up on purpose. All you need to do is just be like, meh, maybe I'll do this later. But he's working himself up, and he's doing it for views. He's doing it for clicks. He's doing it for attention, which is a very feminine thing to do, you know? He's whispering to himself, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. No, you're not. And you know you're not. You're doing this to yourself. You know what this is like? This is all. This is like all the victims of today and, and how we need to validate their existence. And we need to constantly talk, talk about victimhood and all of that. You're your own vi- – you're a victim of yourself. And that's it. You can't blame anyone but yourself. You are a product of your own – stupidity your own worldview and 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 you're encouraged i guess by everything you consume to act that way because you must embrace your victimhood and uh it's the 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 fix is very simple especially if you're a man and you refuse to do it because you embrace victimhood Smile, you're watching a panic attack. <laughs> now I know you're probably thinking, you're probably thinking, Chris, come on, that's a pretty big accusation. Are you sure? Can you prove it? Ooh, where's my fucking water? Oh, wow, I feel like I'm gonna die. Okay. Hi. We're gonna stop recording. We're gonna try this again tomorrow when there's maybe daylight. I, um, okay, cool. Sick. How awesome would it have been if he just died after and he was right all along? That, I mean, why, po- why upload that? Why post that? Why talk about it? That's embarrassing. And if this is happening to you, keep it to yourself. Fix your own shit because it's not that hard to do that. And uh, move on. But he got a lot of attention for that. I don't know why. It's stupid. I hope it's for, for being stupid and people like me shitting on him. I hope that's the attention he got and it backfired on him. That's the whole podcast, guys. That was wrong opinion. Maybe this is a free episode. I don't know. I do, I'll figure it out in the next few hours or so. But uh, I do have one more video for you. And then it's uh, John Hinckley Jr., the musician, not the... Not the assassination guy. Different guy. Different. He's a musician. He's always been a musician. And uh, the last video is the the type of joke I like. Because it also brings up a good point. And that's it. That was wrong opinion. Well, actually, I fucked it up. Oh, man. I'm going to have a panic attack. I fucked up the the sign-off. What am I going to do? You know what? I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to keep it in. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. This is embarrassing. I need water. I need water. Okay. 
<sighs> okay, I, feel, I'm, I can do it. I can do it. Maybe when there's daylight, I'll try again. No, I'll do it right now. I'm Josh Lacash. That was Wrong Opinion. Here's that video I was talking about. And then John Hinckley Jr. I love you. Bye. I'm definitely like pro reparations because one day all of these slave owners just lost their property with no refunds.